Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. All right, all right. Yo. Live from Philly, it's the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yo. As always, Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Tony, it's our special Masters Preview Show. You know, I'm really excited because today we get the chance to flex our golf knowledge. Yeah. We don't like to brag, but we're kind of a big deal on the miniature golf circuit here in Philly. That is true. People know that. Yeah. And we're going to have on our show uh, Shane Bacon. Yep. But before we get into that, you know, people, you're probably wondering, hey, Paulie, Tony, why the hell are you doing a Masters preview show? You don't give two shits about golf. Well, let me tell you how this business works, people. Let's bring you a little inside knowledge. You know which demographic is the most prized in the whole sports world it's the golf viewing demographic because they're all they're all a bunch of rich people you know yep this is a fun fact do you know this tony only seven people actually watch the golf channel that's it wow but I didn't know those that. Those seven people are so loaded that it fronts the entire network the sponsors just want to get access to them that's it. Yeah, you know, makes sense. You know, the richest, uh, you know, 99%. There you go. So, you know, if we can only get one of those people, we're, we're set. So, uh, you know, we're going to get it in with Shane Bacon. We're going to make our prediction for the Masters, right? We're going to blow Shane Bacon's mind today. Yep, he's not going to know what hit him. But before we get nope. to that, a very popular segment on the show, Tony, and we're bringing it back where we sum up all the top stories in sports. It's called Good or Not Good. Good or not good. All right, Tony. Tom Brady, he sucked balls, got blown out. Is this good or not good? You know, normally we would say that this is good, but we're going to be kind today and say this is not good. This is the end for Tom Brady, and it's very difficult to watch. You know, yeah. it's kind of like when Muhammad Ali fought Larry Holmes and got killed. Or, you know, when uh, Drago killed Apollo Creed. Very sad. And, you know, this is just bad for Tom Brady. I feel for him because now his whole Hall of Fame candidacy, you know, it's in jeopardy. Yeah, it is. Because this is all anybody's going to remember. They're going to they're gonna look at his sheet and they're going to say, what did this guy do? Well, oh, he lost 31-3 uh, to in a Week 9 game against the Saints. Well, that's the nail in the coffin right there. Yeah. And, and you know, how did this guy even win three MVPs? No, you know, I, I have to ask the question, you know, what 
does it look like to you, Paulie? Voter fraud. You know, where did those ballots come from? Were there, you know, dead people voting? Yeah. You know, did you have representatives, you know, from the Patriots and other teams there watching the vote count? I don't think so. So, uh, you know, at this point, if he wants to get into the hall, he's going to have to do it the way he's won all the things in his life by cheating. All right, let's keep it moving. The Pittsburgh Steelers got to 8-0 and by beating the lowly bum Dallas Cowboys. Paulie, is this good or not good? You know, Steelers fans are going to say this is good, but this is clearly not good. I mean, look at them. They're busting their ass to be in first place. But, hey, guess who's also in first place? The Eagles, right? Yep. They're 3-4-1. This team's 8-0. They're working twice as hard for the same thing. Yep, and not only that, you know, the Steelers are now a target because everyone sees them. Oh, they're 8-0. Let's play our best. Even the bum-ass Cowboys almost beat them. Right, Paul? Yeah, but, you know, the Eagles, they're smart. You know, at 3-4-1, they're just flying under the radar. You know, like a B-52 bomber. And they're just going to swoop down. And the next thing you know, the entire city of Pittsburgh, gone. Boom. Skynet. Terminator 2. You've been terminated. Good movie reference there, Tony. Thank you. All right, moving to the other side of that game. The Cowboys started their fourth quarterback of the season, Garrett Gilbert. They still lost. Tony, is this good or not good? This is good. Every week, a new QB. It's fun to watch. The season's over, so you may as well have fun. Paulie. We were just talking about it. What does this remind you, know, you of? It reminds me of the uh, audition time, you know, for American Idol, those auditions, you know. They yeah. bring in a new contestant. You get to see how they do. Exactly. You know, it was like uh, Ben DiNucci. He was like your William Hung. Yeah. Andy Dalton, your, your Clay Aiken. Uh, you know, Dak was your, uh, who was that guy who looked like uh, Sideshow Bob? Justin Guarini. Yeah, yeah, there you go, the first one. And Garrett Gilbert, here you go. He's like a Sanjaya. You know, he looks good at first, then you realize he sucks. And, uh, you know, who knows who we'll see next week? Uh, could be uh, Cooper Rush. Maybe they'll bring back Mark Sanchez. You know, you, can, you might bring back Tim Tebow or somebody like Brock Osweiler. Surprise the fans. Be like, hey, look who we're bringing out this week. You know, could be a lot of fun. Yeah, nice cameo. Smart by the Cowboys and Jerry Jones here. All right, moving right along. The New York Jets discovered hidden cameras inside their own locker room. Paulie, is this good or not good? I got to tell you, this is good because I'm glad people are finally finding out about this, right? You know, we've been on to this for years, Tony. We know for years yep, what was going did. on in there. People don't know that in 2008, Brett Favre, when he was QB for the Jets, he installed the cameras in the locker room so people around the world could see his cock. That's what yeah. he wanted. And then, you know, he, he left the team and forgot to take the cameras out. But there was a whole thing going on there, Tony, yeah, right? Yeah, they were going to be like uh, a Hulu, but for cocks. You could pay a monthly subscription and get all the cocks you want. Yeah, you'd have a rotating uh, review of cocks coming through there. You know, you'd have uh, Kurt Warner's cock one week, the next Mark Brunel's cock. Yeah. And uh, this Monday night game that we just had, Patriots and Jets, you know, what's so great is the Jets installed the cameras and the Patriots installed extra cameras in the locker room. So you got really close-up shots of all those cocks. Cam Newton's cock. Yeah, and Joe Flacco's cock. But, you know, like you'd expect with Joe Flacco, it's an underwhelming cock. You know, you have high expectations for that cock, and then you look at it a little closer and you realize, you know, it's just not that elite, you know? You want that elite cock. 
you know, much like his career, you know, full of Good promise. Comparison. There you go. And then sort of fizzled out and let you down. I really like how you brought that analogy back and really tied it together for the audience, Tony. Thank you. All right, clearly we could talk about this all day, but uh, hey, this is our Masters Preview Show, Tony, so we got to keep on moving. And besides, our guest is on the line, so let's bring him in on the Fusco Satellite Network. Fusco Satellite Network. All right, let's get him in here. He was the the golf analyst for uh, multiple U.S. Opens on Fox. Uh, He now has two podcasts. All right, everyone's trying to get in the game just like us, you know. Yep. Uh, one's called The Clubhouse. The other's called the Get a Grip with uh, PGA Tour player Max Homer. All right, let's bring him in. Shane Bacon, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Good. We got the big sponsors back in the show soon, so we're going to be very rich. Anyway, listen. You should get two podcasts, by the way. I mean, it's double the sponsors. You know, so, one's yeah. good enough. You know, you know, we, just, we don't like to spread ourselves yeah. thin. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Uh we were looking over your bio. It says you did uh, mini tour golf. So uh, how much miniature golf do you play? Well, so mini tour golf is uh, like AAA baseball. So it's, you know, it's a few steps down than the, than the big stage, than the stuff you're going to watch on your televisions when the Eagles aren't playing. So, you know, putt putt or, or mini golf w- would be a completely different, I guess you could call it sport, if you will. Well, well, well so why do they call it mini golf? I don't, I don't get Was it. Was it like two steps below miniature golf then? Like it's not the major leagues, like mini, mini golf, like really short putting. You just have to make like one foot putts. No, no, no. It, it's uh, you know, mini tour being a smaller tour, you know, so a place like the gateway tour, there's the Dakotas tour. There used to be a a, a famous one called the Hooters Tour, oh, uh, Tight oh. Lies Tour, Adams Tour. I, I mean, like that tour. There are a lot of these, and now they, they're they're outside of the United States. But I played on one in, in Arizona called the Gateway Tour, and uh, failed miserably at trying to play for a living. So that was uh, that was when I tried to get into the media side. Well, of Well, you know that that's kind of a good segue because wouldn't you admit that miniature golf is actually harder than regular golf? Because think about yeah. it, you got more obstacles windmills pirate ships barrels with explosives inside yeah so, dangerous yeah it's dangerous so miniature golf is harder than regular golf don't you agree well you know full golf course golf i'd say probably is tougher but it doesn't have the rule where you only can play with one ball you know in mini golf you get the one ball and if you make it on the last hole and it disappears you're kind of out of luck so in a way there are you know i'd say more variables in the in the mini golf yeah. so i'm 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 not on the same page as you but i'm at least in the same notebook okay, okay. you should consider you know, a career in uh, mini golf analysis you know that was very uh, on point it's a that's a, actually you know I, I did a show in vegas one time and it was a putting show just putting and i think the guy that won it won fifty thousand dollars so wow. we've made much more than that in our career by the way yeah i know i know and, and your sponsors but outside of you know the pj tour and the lpj tour maybe uh you know maybe mini tour golf and mini tour broadcasting is where i need to go well you know we only ask because we're kind of mini golf legends in philly you know yeah well tony we, we dominate all forms of golf don't yeah, we miniature absolutely golden tee frisbee so you know that's that's now no look just you know before we move on here there's a show called holy moly on abc have you seen that they play miniature golf and they have to avoid like a giant mechanical shot you know putt through a volcano don't you think uh you watch that you think hey the pga tour should try and you know copy the holy moly style make it more exciting i i do think that implementing the kind of aggressive devices that can that can hit and possibly hurt the players i don't actually think that is an awful idea i think 
you know, golf misses one big thing that all sports have, right? And that's defense. So, oh. you know, if you if the course had, you know, some some plastic barriers to knock players into lakes and rivers, if they weren't paying attention, I don't hate that idea. I at least think it keep people kind of on their heels as they were in between shots. There you go. Again, some solid golf. They should replace Rob Riggle with you. You should be doing that show. Yeah, that's what I think. He's funnier than me and better looking. But besides those two things and more famous, I would say three things I would say, yeah, I'd say it's probably a good move. We'll call you Regent. Now, I have a question. I have a question. You know, a lot of times when you're, uh, you know, watching golf on TV, you know, you always have the get in the hole guy. When someone yells get in the hole, does it in fact help the ball get in the hole? No, um, no, it doesn't. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think the sound waves affect it like butterfly effect style. But I, I think that confidence wise, hearing it yelled after your shot means that at least someone on the planet thought it had a chance. So, maybe- well, you know, we went to the 2008 Quad Cities tournament and uh, John Cook, he was on the tee and right in the middle of his backswing, I yelled, get in the hole. And sure enough, it got about, you know, 40 feet from the hole. So it was close. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, I would, I would advise you against the backswing yelling, but again, these are confidence builders in a way. I mean, you could, uh, you could really give a guy a boost if you yelled it at the correct time and, and it, it got close. 40 feet is a great shot. Yeah. Well, you know, for, for an amateur like that, I could, put, I'd put it closer. Anyway, look, it's a master's preview show. So let's talk about the masters. Now this year, it's a little different. They're in, uh, you know, November instead of April. Now, you know, I used to care, Tony and I both, you know, about the masters. Cause you know, there was nothing else going on, but now you got all this stuff going on competing. Don't you think nobody's going to care this year about the masters? Well, the, the Eagles, are they playing this year? They oh, they are playing football this year. You ever heard so. of first place Shane Bacon? Yeah. Just because uh, that's I mean, where you know, the I mean, Eagles are. So so it's you can you can both brag about first place and have a losing record and feel confident. Oh, you know, I understand. You know we don't look at records. You know all that matters okay, is first enough. place. First records place. are misleading. You know it was it was an analytical dive, and I apologize. That yeah. was stupid. Stay in me. your lane. Stay you in your lane, as, as a famous man that's fair. once that's said. Fair. Uh, look, uh, let's get into the you know the predictions here. You know, Tiger won last year. Uh, what does Tiger Woods have to do to win again uh, this year? Well. You know, unfortunately for people that think Tiger might have a chance this year, we haven't seen much of him in terms of actually playing an event. No, no, no. Sorry, I miss uh, I misspoke. Who does Tiger have to do to win again this year? And and I would say that uh, that's I think that's more of a deep dive in your domain. Oh. Um, but I think uh, in terms of his golf game, any semblance of what he had in 2019 would be nice. But we have not seen that literally since he won this event, you know, a year and a half ago, basically. So I don't like Tiger's chances this week on the golf course, uh, just because, again, he's played in two events since they returned to golf after the pandemic. All right, but what about his chances off the golf course if you catch my drift? You, you know what? No, there's, you know, the, there's not going to be patrons in Augusta this year. Oh, I, uh, I had yeah. a couple of messages there for some go. people. Uh, good catch. Yeah, I, had, yep. I had a couple of messages for some people that had talked to me about how weird it is there, you know, people that live in Augusta how strange it is knowing the masters of this week and there's nobody driving around and there's no traffic and there's no ticket sales and all that stuff. So it's going to be, it's going to look different both inside the gates and outside the gates for everybody. Yeah, for that's sure. going to be tough for Tiger. Let's, yeah. let's get into the picks. Now, who is your pick to win the masters this year? 
So I do a podcast with a guy in the Masters. So it's part of my contract. I have to pick them. That's a, a big oh, deal. I get 5% highest. more of our sponsorship money if I pick him in everything I do. Smart. So I love Max Homa's chances. Can I give you guys, I know you guys are not big stat guys, but I know you guys like fancy sure. stats. Yeah. We love stats. Yeah. But yeah, go so ahead. In the history of the Masters, of all the champions, there are only two letters in the alphabet that were not a part of the first or last name of the champion. The letter Q and the letter X. I think Max exercises the X demons this year. Let's see it. Wow. Wow. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was like uh, watching National Treasure there with, you know, Da Vinci yeah, Code. You kind of. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. But Nicholas Cage style, I was there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, we got our own research. Yeah, we did and, our own uh, research, we, we too. Tell okay. politely disagree with you. We got our 100% lock pick. Here we go. 100% lock pick. Our pick to win the Masters, Bernhard Longer. Proven champion, has the experience, the wins, the two wins. Your thoughts? You, you know, I, I, I get the feeling that you picked this as kind of a joke because he's 63 and it's been a while no, since he's won. No, first of all, no, you see, he's no, 63, no. but listen to his name. No, burn yeah. hard longer. He's telling you, I burn hard longer. So even at 63 is still great. And Tony, golf, you know, it works like bowling, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The older you get, the better. Tiger Woods was at his best at 43. George Foreman was a great boxer at 45. There you go. There, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, it's logical. This is a golf course where older people have had success. I mean, Jack Nicholas won the Masters when he was forty-six. You know, Longer was in the, in I think he was in the final group back in two thousand fourteen on Sunday. He finished in the yeah. top ten five years ago. He had a top twenty-five three years ago. So, so you're proving our point in the mix. I don't think he's going to win. I could definitely see him making the cut. I could definitely see him finishing in the top 30, 35. If he wins, though. What a story it would be. Yep. Yeah, and we called it. We called it. You know, by the way, I mean, can I just ask? You guys might be the only ones that had called it. So yeah, that's why pretty, we're, always, we're always ahead of the game. If you yeah, listen to yeah, our yeah, show, yeah. you'd know that. Now, look, uh, but just before we get Bryson DeChambeau, this guy, what's with this guy? I, I look at him. I just want to punch him in the face. Do you want to punch him in the face? I, I don't think it'd be a good decision personally, you know, for you um, physically, um, the way you look. Oh, you know, you're what? oh, what now you throw yeah, shots I mean, you know, at us, you know, yeah, Paulie I, I, and I in street fights, we're like 286 and two. In yeah, the only fights. time we lost was because the other guy had a switchblade and, you know, we come bad. Knuckle. Well, you, you went out now. You lost twice. So you said the only other time we lost was the switchblade. Well, it, it was the same guy. Same guy. Same guy always with the switchblade and you still went after him. You know, seems it, like it, a bad, poor decision, but. I got you. I wanted um, to prove myself. You don't even okay. know. Okay. Well, you know, you know, based on that, because you keep knocking our talent here, I got to yeah. circle back to something yeah. that's bothering me here. <laughs> Your disrespect for the game of miniature golf. We want you to, to admit right now. Come on. We'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Let's go on the record. Admit that miniature golf is harder than regular golf. Come on. Be a man. I just don't think I can say it. There's just, you know, there's no, again, Aww. all these hazards and, and wind is a factor. Yeah. You've got to hit the shots. The hazards of a windmill person. I hey, can't you, say yeah, it. Yeah, well, you know what? what? We're going to put you through yeah, the windmill right now. I can right say now. something. Because you're we're, off the show. We're going to put you off the show. Come on. We're yeah. dumping you're you like bacon grease. Goodbye. We're having 
She, uh... Yeah, you're miniature in everything. Full scope satellite network. Jay, hang up on this guy. This guy is unbelievable to say that regular golf is harder yeah. than miniature to, golf. To is he crazy? To disrespect a respected sport like miniature golf yeah. like that. Unbelievable. No wonder you know, only seven people watch the golf channel. There you go. Exactly. All right, but as always, we're not going to let it get to us, right, Tony? You know, nope. because uh, we got business to do. You know, this is a golf preview show. So, uh, you know, we're going to do an ad. We're, uh, we got a sponsor. You know, they haven't officially booked us yet, but, you know, we're going to give them the space anyway because that's how you do business, people. And that's why we're going to do it for one of the leading names in the golf business. The number one ball in golf, Tony, Titleist. You know, Titleist is used by all the top golfers. From Tiger Woods down to, uh, you know, the others. Titleist is the best name in the business for a reason. Isn't that right, Tony? You know, when you go to a golfing range and you see a Titleist ball flying majestically through the air, you know that you're hitting quality. You know that you're hitting Titleist. And this year, they're debuting their softest Titleist ball to date. This titlice is so soft that when you hold it in your hand and caress it, you know that you have true titlice quality. It was so soft and supple. I didn't even want to hit it, but I did. So there you go, people. Go to your local golf store, go up to the person working there and say, titliced. They'll know that you are a true student of the game. Uh, guys, I got to interrupt. Hey, right, Jay. Uh, I can't take it what anymore. What are you doing? Yeah, we're, we're doing an ad read. It's not titleist. It's titleist. What? No, I think you're wrong. It's It, it says it on the ball. It's, it's, it says it's it on titleist. the ball. Look at it. See, this guy doesn't know anything about golf. And stop interrupting the show. We've had it up to here with you. All right, enough. Uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, no way in hell are we thanking Shane Bacon. Nope, nope. Very disrespectful. Uh, miniature golf is a sport, you know, just like poker is a sport, just like dots are a sport. Just like video games are a sport. Well, don't go too far, Tony. No, you're right. All right. Anyway, uh, that's it. Look, remember to subscribe, review the show, tell us how great we are. Yep. Also, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, look up the Fusco show. Do it. All right. Uh, well, good job, Tony. Same to you, Paulie. Another flawless show. There you go. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you.